Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is entitled, It's Only Feedback. Now let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and I think we're finally done with the holidays over the summer because both of us have been away for multiple weeks. And uh, I cannot believe it's in the middle of September already. I know. I I went into a little bit of withdrawal last week, I think, because it has been a really, uh, for me, and I know this is not true for everyone, but for me, it's been a great summer for a chance to really take some time and uh, reconnect. And I do believe that I saw on one of the streams, um, the picture of someone snoring in a in a, um, a chair on a beach uh, last week. And I won't, you know, I won't, I won't, point any fingers towards uh anyone uh however it wasn't me and it was someone who's a co-host on this on this podcast <laughs> so i'm going to disagree with you greg i wasn't actually sleeping i was contemplating life in a very ah, very good in a very beautiful setting i was at turkey point on the beach we had a airbnb right across the street and uh it was lovely you know what? Honestly, I'm just joking because you just you did look peaceful and you deserve it. You've been working a lot lately and uh, and it looked it was beautiful. I love Turkey Point. I went there when I was a kid and uh, it's kind of cool to see uh, the resurgence of the place. And uh, um, apparently there's some real monster homes down there now. Oh, my goodness. We, we checked out some of the property prices and it's ridiculous. So people are buying these old kind of cottage looking things and then uh, all the pieces of property up against the beach are very narrow. But uh, yeah, they've built some just wonderful vacation places. When we got there on Labor Day, on the Monday, and people were making TikTok videos, it was loud. I'm going like, how relaxing is this? Well, by 8 o'clock that night, everybody was gone. So it was us and a couple locals and maybe a couple people on vacation. But it was, uh, it was what a great place. It's beautiful. The only problem was is that all of a sudden we went from on-season to out-of-season and one night I went just to go look for, to buy us something to eat for supper because we hadn't gone grocery shopping yet. And like four of the five restaurants in town were closed because the summer's over. Wow. Did you go to one? I think it's called the Saddle, no, Sandbanks or something. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's like right down in the main street, someone said. I don't think so. Doesn't well, really... and that's really helpful with me and my clear description. Sand, <laughs> Saddle, on the main street. Yeah, it's a nice place, and thanks the people. For your are, help, Greg. Yeah, thanks <laughs> a lot. No, no, no. It's really nice place, and uh, I mean, there's not a lot of amenities around, but uh, there's a lot of other kind of bigger towns, you know, thirty minutes away. So it was really nice. It was peaceful, and uh, it was cool. Good. Always good to get a renewal time. Exactly. So now we're back in the thick of it. So let's uh, carry on here because I know, Greg, you have a coaching appointment or something at some point. So mm -hmm. uh, you and I have both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and all the learning points that we've gathered from them. There's always going to be an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I think we're going to have a good discussion today. Yeah, I think so too. So the topic, it's only feedback. It's time for feedback at work and you experience some or all of the following. It is about small, inconsequential things. 
It's over the top and perhaps personal, meant to hurt or embarrass. The person giving it seems uncomfortable and awkward. There isn't any feedback, or it's done in an inappropriate place or time. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, this is a this is a pet peeve of mine. You know, when any of those things occur that you described, what what does it tell me? It tells me that you don't know me. It tells me that you haven't taken any time to know me. And it tells me that you're really not invested in my development or my success because you're not providing me anything to either accelerate a strength or to address a concern that I need to do. So it's useless. So, um, but, and it sends every message that you can that I don't care about you or I'm too busy for you. And we know, and we've talked about this in almost all of our podcasts, that it's all about relationship. And now we talked about the great resignation and there's a lot of things being written about it, but it's true. There's a lot of people that are leaving. This morning, I was in a meeting and one person uh, said he's going to retire. Two other people said that if they don't, interesting enough, if they don't get feedback, they're going to jump ship. And it's in a highly technical uh, environment. Uh, so this is, these are things that can happen. That's, that's, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what I found when we were preparing this episode and kind of in the development phase, I've gone from extremes to where I've had seasons where I have really good, healthy feedback. And then I've gone through seasons where I get absolutely none. And it is so flipping frustrating. And then it starts getting into the accountability. And you and I have talked, uh, I think we both agree that we both need a certain level of uh, accountability when we're working. And I, you know, those seasons are so frustrating and all the things that you, you mentioned there, uh, are true. And I've experienced those. It's interesting that, um, I retired last year and I've been doing a bunch of contracts. I've had probably the best feedback as I've taken on these contracts, dealing with the people that I'm working with. I've had the best feedback maybe in my entire professional career where people, you know, it's quick, it's timely, and we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. But I got to say, like, I, I sitting there and go, like, I like this. Like, I like knowing that I'm on track. Uh, they talk about expectations and it all, it's a healthy exchange. And, and I like it. And, I, you know, I'm kind of celebrating it. it it's kind of cool. But uh, it's those seasons when I have not had feedback, bad or good, that it is quite frustrating. Well, it's interesting because one of the things I am hearing is, you know, COVID. Oh, it's so tough because we are remote. We, uh, it's just not, I can't just stop by the office. I can't, it's not as easy to do. And yes, it might not be as easy to do, but your example there uh, is contradictory to those comments because your feedback has been all been in COVID. Um, and when you're in person, I don't think you had as good a feedback uh, in person. So you know what? Yes, it can be complicated. Yes, there is, maybe you need to be more planful in, in setting up, but I don't buy the, it's tougher in, in COVID remote working and that type of thing. It's just different. I agree with you. It's crap. That, that excuse is being used for a few things. And I, I agree with you. It makes things more complicated, but what was their excuse when everybody was together? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and the likelihood is that those that didn't give feedback in person don't give feedback remotely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's more valuable when we are in a COVID situation because this person has had to, you know, maybe you're in different time zones and and work schedules and stuff so that, you know, when people are delivering really helpful and healthy feedback, they've made an effort. It makes it more valuable in my eyes because it isn't like they just walked by and same, saw me and went, hey, there's that Ulster guy. I got to talk to him about something. Yeah. People have had to plan, plan it out. And uh, I, I, the stuff I value the most is just this, you know, you're having a conversation and somebody just, you know, hey, can I talk to you for a second or they send you an email? I mean, we, we do communicate differently in COVID, but I find it's more timely. Mm -hmm. I agree. So let's get down to some common sense here. Let's talk about some of the things that we've seen and experienced. The manager side, what are some things to help deal with this situation? Number one, you must feel comfortable giving it. Yeah. And you know, uh, how do you feel comfortable? You feel more comfortable when you know what you're talking about. You feel more comfortable when you know the person better and you feel more comfortable the more frequently you give feedback so if you focus on those three things you're going to feel more comfortable if you wait until the end of the year um, if you don't know the person and you don't really know what they're doing it's going to be uncomfortable and and you know also we're all different you know some of us uh, are love, love diving in and giving straight goods. Some of us are more sensitive, but you know what? The more frequent, the more relationship you have and the more knowledge you have on someone's job, it doesn't matter whether you're one of those direct people or where more sensitive people, it's easier and more comfortable. I agree. And that, uh, you know, doing it more, well, the more you do it, you're going to feel more comfortable and the people you're giving it to are going to feel more comfortable because it happens more often. And, you know, even if you didn't have a great relationship or a relationship at all before, as you're getting feedback, you're learning how to, you're learning about each other. So the more you do it, the more the people getting it are going to be more comfortable as well. And the conversation hopefully will be better. Agree, hundred percent. And things need to be worked out before the moment. Uh, Pre-plan a little. I don't know about you, Greg, but when I do evaluations or I'm giving some feedback, if it's just like in the moment, I think about it for a moment. Maybe I take a, you know, half an hour and what do I want to say? What do I want at the end of this? Yeah. And you know, there is, um, uh, so it depends if this is an, if this is an, a regular semi-formal, uh, feedback session, um, do some prep, um, and not just on the, what do some prep on the, how, uh, think about where is that person right now? What is their mindset? What is my mindset? Take 10, 15 minutes before it, even if you have prepped, to breathe, to focus on what you want, and go in there being present. You know, uh, often we do it off the fly. Uh, we're not prepared, and it comes across. Again, it comes across that I don't care. I don't know you, and uh, I'm too busy for you. And the next one, um doesn't always happen. I don't know if it always needs to happen, but it's nice, especially if you do have a relationship, is you give the person some time before it happens if you can. So, hey, Greg, um, I'd like to talk to you about that last uh, podcast we did. Uh, can I come in in about 10, 15 minutes and we can have a chat? And that way you give that person the, uh, a moment to think about what they thought about it. 
because I want a good conversation. I don't want to hit you really hard and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this podcast. And you're going, I've talked to 16 people this week. I can't even remember what topic we talked about last week. So giving a person maybe a few minutes to uh, think about it, but not like three days when they're going, oh my God, I like what's going on and all this stuff, but just enough notice so that they can get their thoughts in order and maybe, you know, center themselves a little bit and and, and calm down a little bit. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, context and intention, we've talked about this before, but providing those two pieces of why we're talking and what's kind of the intent behind it. Um, and, and if possible, a couple probing questions for them to think about Oh my goodness! It allow it, it allows them to be more participative. And again, we're all different. There are some of us, myself included. I can go on the fly for most things. You know, I'm just that's a innate gift that I have. Um, my wife Josette is an example. She is a fact finder. She has to think through things. Like she's way deeper and way smarter than I am. However, she has to think about things before she responds. Yeah, I know, big nods going on down the end. So if I was to throw something without any context, intention and questions to Josette, it's hard uh, because she, and, and, and I'm not gonna get as rich of uh, uh, input and dialogue as I could. I like that on the fly thing. And I, am, uh, I have no problems doing that as well. My caveat is if I know the person well, then that's exactly what's going to happen. If this is somebody I haven't had a lot of experience with, it's going to be a more measured uh, conversation. I'm not going to be off the fly as much because they don't know me and I may can't come off uh, a little sarcastic or whatever. If I know you, then it is going to be on the fly. But if I don't know you that well, then it's going to be more reserved and it's going to be more well mm. thought out because uh, you don't know me yet. And I don't know you and I don't want to say something and, and they take it out of context because they don't know how I approach things. So I like that too. I just have to measure myself. It depends on the person that I need to talk to. I agree. And, you know, some uh, to just to build upon what you said, you know what, the more frequent you have these feedback, the more comfortable they are in how you give feedback and why you give feedback you know it's again about that trust building thing because if they know that that Alistair gives me just-in-time feedback right after really quickly good and and opportunities for growth um I I get in the routine of it and I actually like it but if it's new and surprising and you don't know then it gets crunchy exactly and uh minor feedback should be treated as as, as such yeah. And this is also important to, as a manager, to know yourself. You know, I do a lot of work in my book and in coaching and even in the safe race circles that I do about learning to build your internal, internal Doppler system. In other words, knowing when your energy is rising, because when minor feedback sometimes becomes bigger than it is, it's often because my energy is rising, has even nothing to do with what happened. It has to do with the energy explosion that's occurring in me. And then I go and share a minor feedback, but how it's shared is like a tsunami storm. And, and so not only do you keep minor feedback should be treated as it, watch the way in which, where you're at as you're sharing minor stuff, because that can also get in the way. I agree. And the next one is make sure you have the full picture. Uh, Maybe I see you do something and I go, that wouldn't have been my first uh, choice to do it that way. And so I come up to you and I go, Greg, um, how did that work out? 
and you go, oh, it worked out really well, blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, good. Because I was going to talk to you about that. That wouldn't have been my first choice on how to do something. And I was going to give you some feedback on that. But then I realized I don't know everything that happened here. So you said it was a great result. So walk me through this so I can learn why it worked and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I was frankly going to you know, question you about why you did it that way. But wow, what a great result. Good for you. So let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, we've talked before about the model SBIQ. Sometimes you add I in the front, which is intention. But, you know, start with your intention. Share the situation, which is S. Here's what I saw. Uh, B, the behaviors that I, that I recognized, at least this, the, that, I, 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 that I thought were, were that I want to talk to you about. The impact I of that situation and then Q is questions. What were you thinking at that time? So going through that strategy allows you to say, hey, this is what I saw. This are the kind of uh, uh, this is how it came across from a behavioral perspective. This was the impact that it had on me and maybe on others. I'm not sure what the intention was or the plan was, but I want to talk to you about what what I what I saw. And they might say, no, no, that's not all. And that question at the end, to your point, is so powerful because it allows them to say, oh, no, no, you don't know the whole picture. Let's pull it back. Oh, I see. You know, and that's so I agree 100%. And you might not know everything. No, oh, I definitely won't. Don't. The next one, um, it's not personal. Leave your feelings out of it. If you have some strong feelings, let's get uh, control of those first and have a good conversation. I mean, you're never going to get rid of all the emotion, but certainly all the unhealthy stuff you should work out before you have the conversation. Yeah, and you know, this is where also uh, widening the lens is helpful because uh, sometimes you might just be narrowed on that one incident and you forget that, boy, what about all the other things that this person has done? Now, if there's a pattern and you need to deal with it, you still need to deal with it, but you need to deal with it in a respectfully direct um, uh, manner. I agree. I agree. And understand people feel uncomfortable getting feedback know your people, no matter who it is. I'll tell you right now, Greg, when I get feedback, it burns a little at first. And then you just get into the conversation. It's all good. I know I'm always going to have my back up slightly. Uh, when it starts, that's just who I am. But then once you get into the conversation, you know, especially if you have a really good relationship with the uh, the people, then it, then it's fine. I agree. And this is where consistency and frequency really can help out a lot because then they know what to expect and they know your intentions and going forward. But to your point, even then, some of us just are, it's more uncomfortable. And so you need to be sensitive and aware of that. And give a healthy opportunity for the person to talk it out with you. Like if you're going to give some feedback, better leave some time because some people will want to talk about it right then. Some people are going to come back in two hours to talk about it again, or maybe a couple of days later, everybody's different but prepare, uh, make sure you have time to accommodate them so that you can work things out. I think this is a really, really important one um, because often as a manager, sometimes you also want to fix something or respond to something really, really quickly, even in feedback scenarios. And uh, holding the space to allow someone to really share, um, digging a bit deeper to to create the space again for them to open up, um, you might discover a whole bunch of other stuff. And sometimes, you know, again, we're rushed. We don't put enough time around feedback and we just kind of, 
it's like the drive it's like the the bomber you know like you just drop it and go and you don't really spend any time going forward and so uh it's so important to give that healthy opportunity yeah for sure and i know people are wired differently right like if i if i get hit with something especially if it's heavy feedback then i need a little bit of time to get hang on for a second did i have the full picture did i miss something I, I actually enjoy having a little bit of time to work that out and then go back and have another conversation. If it's something minor, uh, you and I are pretty quick on our feet, then I would probably just deal with it then. But just that understanding that the people that you work with are going to probably, if it's anything significant, there, there's probably going to be an opportunity for them to come back. There should be an opportunity for them to come back and chat about it. I agree. And sometimes, you know, because it may be urgent, you need to give the feedback immediately. But as far as giving the space for dialogue around it, that can extend. Exactly. One's not tied to the other. Mm -hmm. uh, as employees, there are th uh, a couple things that we can do to assist. Uh, feedback often feels uncomfortable. And we've talked about this a little bit. I'm one of those people when it first starts, I, you know, I burn a little and then I'm fine. Uh, and I think we have to be careful uh, to know the people that we're talking to. So I, and I know myself when I'm getting feedback, there's a couple things that are triggers for me. One, if you don't know what you're talking about, and if you don't have the experience to have this conversation, then that I, I know that's going to raise my temperature a little bit when somebody's talking about something they don't know anything about and they're approaching it uh, from like an authority position rather than as a kind of a, a question, uh, you know, curiosity type thing. So I know how I react to these things. And a lot of that is just paramilitary experience when people come up and yell at you and why you're, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? And I'm talking about members of the public as well, you know, as, as supervisors and stuff like that. So I know that that's a trigger for me and it's something I'm always mindful of when I'm talking to somebody, especially if they're a new manager or a new supervisor or whatever like that. Uh, knowing that other person and respecting them is part of the process that I get myself in shape for these conversations. Yeah. And, you know, knowing yourself again, going back to that energy dialogue, knowing how things bubble up in you. If I, you know, if I know this is how I am, how do I create space for me to think through something? How do I um, control the conversation a little bit more differently um, to allow the space for me to sit in that uncomfortableness or be able to reflect and respond to it? And feedback really is a healthy part of the learning process and how we do business. And I, I love it. I mean, you know, that first initial minute or so is not very comfortable for me, but I, you know, I've sought it out as well. It is a very healthy thing and it should be part of our day-to-day -day, uh, work atmosphere. When it's done well and also when the manager has built a, a rapport that you know that they have your back, you know, that they are doing this from a learning process, you know, to your point is the opposite is it's not a learning process if it is just a, a not a great boss that's nasty and uh, or a, a boss that just want to catches you or a boss that's just controlling that's not a good learning process but guess what then you demonstrate your uh your response by finding another job and leaving because sometimes the, those are the cases right i one of my on, on linkedin today i uh i was doing a short clip around what happens when people are in um places that working places that aren't safe and brave and someone said you respond by walking and i said yeah you'll go to an inner inner circle inner community to talk about it but you know it can be the best of times and the worst of times i agree i agree and you, you kind of touched on it there 
And it kind of goes with the next point, which is not every person is good at giving feedback. Know your boss. Sometimes you have to train up too, right? I mean, not everybody was cut out to be a manager or a supervisor. And even people that have done it for a long time, it doesn't necessarily mean they're good at being one of those managers. And, you know, quite often, especially in Western society, you become really good at something, then you make it, then they make you a manager and you, you know, you've not prepared for it, which might be another podcast mm-hmm. episode we'll have to talk about. But um, I remember somebody was giving me some feedback and they were terrible at it, but it wasn't from like being, you know, over aggressive or anything. They're just kind of, you know, beating about the bush. I go, listen, what do you want? Well, this is what I expect. Done. Guy looked at me shocked, right? He said, no, I'm good. That's good. But I had that like, like, I don't have 17 minutes. <laughs> this guy's trying to, you know, run around the bush. Doesn't want to, you know, come to the point. I find says, what are you looking for? Told me I went, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Take control. Take done. control of the situation by asking good questions. You know, like, uh, you know, Alistair, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure what I'm, what I'm hearing you say. This is what I think you're trying to say with regards to it is this. And um, can you give me a, a specific example that would help me to understand? Cause I do want to, I do want to understand this. So it's something that I need to go forward. And is this what you're saying? Just have a little probing, not just not in a, in a, a, a rebellious or a, a, a disrespectful way, but seek to understand and uh, because any manager, if you're wanting to seek to understand and you look like you want to learn, that's a good thing. Yeah. And, and what I do in those situations where I've had to kind of initiate their conversation, which sounds a weird thing, but it is very descriptive of what happens. Then, you know, 20 minutes later, send them a follow-up email. Done. It's, it's in the process. Uh, we can get that done uh, right away. And if you need anything more like that, please don't hesitate. Uh, or you need things changed. Do not hesitate. Let me know. And uh, I, I th- love yeah. Go Sorry. I, I was just going to say, I love that idea of, uh, of if your boss really, if you're not really sure what, you know, when you leave and you think, uh, no idea. What was the thing? Uh, sometimes what's good is you can send a note saying, okay, here's what I think I heard. Um, and here's kind of the next steps. If I got something incorrect or missed it, let me know, close the loop. Because then if there was a disconnect, if they're just not good at it and they've communicated incorrectly, better to know it then than you go off and do something that you think is the feedback and it's not. So I love that idea of summarizing and taking the lead and following up and saying, thanks for spending time giving you the feedback. Here's what I think I heard. Um, And here's what, as a result of that, I'm thinking of doing. I just wanted to uh, clarify before moving ahead. That's funny. And now that I'm thinking about, it, I've had a number of situations like that where I've had to initiate and go, what are you looking for? And there's actually one situation where we didn't even have a conversation. I could just tell by the way the process was going that this person felt very uncomfortable with what we were doing. And so then when I, you know, the process happened from that point on, I added a lot more uh, explanations and 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 tried to bring them into their comfort zone so they understood what, what we were doing. And what we were doing, it was a fairly aggressive thing. Uh, in the enforcement world, everything's aggressive. But uh, I knew just from what I wasn't hearing that there was a problem and they were afraid to give me feedback. But I figured out what was going on in their mind. And then I just addressed it and things went much better after that. We actually never even had a conversation about it, but it was cool how it kind of worked out. You know, you get to know somebody, uh, you know where they come from, you know where you're coming from. Uh, I think I had made some assumptions that they understand everything that I do. 
and they didn't. And once I figured that out, I went, okay, they're trying to give me feedback, but they don't know how to do it. So I'm going to solve a problem for them. And we're going to work this out. Well, something you said there uh, uh, links something in my brain too, is around uh, the other importance, whether you're the manager or the employee is to be aware of more than words. Um, be observant of tone, be observant of body language and be curious about those things. Cause sometimes when you're giving feedback, um, there's a lot that might not come out in words, but there comes out in, in tone, in, in body language, in facial expressions. And to be able to say, Hey, you know, Alistair, I'm sensing that you're frustrated with this and, and that's okay. I love, but I love to better understand what's, what's behind that. Or, uh, you know, or, or you I just, I get a sense that maybe I'm not coming across this clearly uh, because if you see them kind of staring in, you know, looking at you with glassy eyes, probably it's not as clear. So just, just um, don't just, just be aware of the broader aspects of the conversation. I love that body language part. Uh, I've had to like, in committees or in, in meetings of some sort, you know, kind of describe what I'm doing. And sometimes you can see somebody shifting in their chair and they feel uncomfortable. And we might come from different disciplines and stuff. And a couple times I've seen that happen. And it's somebody that was important to me in terms of the process and somebody I respected. And I would go seek them out afterwards and I'd go, hey, listen, Greg, uh, when I was talking about what we were doing, um, you looked a little uncomfortable. Do you have some questions? Do you have, you know, do you have something that you want to put into the process here? And, you know, um, let's talk about it. And we've had that conversation. And there's other times when I know I'm going to be doing something which might not be within everybody else's comfort zone. Um, because in enforcement, you have a fair degree of latitude in what you do because every situation is different. Everybody goes into it with a different experience and different uh, specialties. And there's been a few times when as soon as it's happened, I've gone and, uh, uh, Greg, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I like to tell stories. Mm, I've, I've, I've sensed that. Yes. So there's been a few times where as soon as something's gone, I've, I've given a story that puts it all into context. And because, you know, people are going to be giving you feedback. They're going to be coming and asking you questions and stuff. So, you know, if you're going to be doing something and maybe it's, it's not within everybody else's wheelhouse and you're there because you're good at doing something or you just have certain aptitudes, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, be proactive in, in what you're doing so that, you know, you don't three days later get some feedback and then some questions not based on, you know, they ha there's a lack of understanding of, of experience of what you do. So this it, this can be really subtle sometimes. I mean, we, we're talking about a very simple, a bunch of simple points, but there's also a more nuanced part of this. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, if it is playing out to be a bad experience, tough it out, regroup, control your emotions, come back and have the conversation later. Yeah, you know, and um, excuse yourself, manager or employee. Say, you know what, um, boy, this has been a lot. Um, and I'd like some time to think about it before responding. Um, can I have a day or two? And then can we set up a follow-up time? Then yeah. walk away. Because you know, especially if you're uh, you're uh, aware of your emotions, and if they're if they're about to explode, you know, you can feel the volcano rumbling below. Um, just say, you know what, this has been a lot. Uh, I'd like to sit on this and think about it a little bit. Can we come back? Great, easy, and and ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the person's going to stay fine. Yeah, unless and there's something really urgent. 
Yeah, and I agree with you. And it, it's something you have to decide whether you want to do or not. But if in between the time that you have this bad experience and the time that you're going to come back and reconvene and have a good discussion, a good healthy discussion, if you have you know some documents or some information you want to that are that it's going to really sell your point, your version of what happened, then you know you may want to give those in between, send them by email or drop them off at the person's. Uh, you know, say, hey, listen, here's some things that, you know, if you could read these things over before we have this other conversation. Uh, there's been times when I've done that. And there's other times when I've taken it back into that second meeting and just held it close to my chest in case I needed it. Because what I find sometimes is that if you go in there and you're getting some really negative feedback and the situation is not good, sometimes it isn't even about you. They had a bad meeting, the meeting mm -hmm. before. And, and, you know, this is something I think as you get to know your boss, as you get to know the people that you report to, you can discern what is necessary, but I've done both. I've done where, okay, obviously they, they don't remember everything we talked about. I'm going to feed them a couple documents. And then when we go in and have that other discussion, they've realized some stuff and we can go on and just have a good, healthy discussion. Oh, there's times when you're going to go in there, you're going to keep those, those documents close to your chest. And if you need to put them on the, those cards on the table, if it, if the, you know, if things aren't going as smoothly as you thought, and then, you know, have that, that other conversation as well. But, uh, it's not a, it's number one, it's a great thing to, to kind of pull back and get your act together and just, you know, calm down a little bit and then decide how you want to move forward. Yeah. And, you know, again, it comes down to knowing, knowing your boss or knowing your employee in those situations and, and knowing what they need. Cause I mean, if your boss is somebody who doesn't read stuff, don't send them my stuff ahead of time. If your boss, if she's the kind of person who really likes to be thorough, send this stuff ahead of time. Cause then that allows her to be more, um, uh, ready and impactful in the discussion, which is all good. Yeah. And, uh, and this is my thing. This is my point in here. Seek out feedback. If you aren't getting any, I've gone through, we've talked about it in the opening, Greg, I've gone through seasons where I've gotten nothing. And, and some of those situations were good and some of them weren't as good. And, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of people telling me that maybe I've done something wrong, but that's part of, you know, working in the big world. And, uh, I got to say those times when I was not giving, getting any feedback, any meaningful feedback, it was a lonely desert, man. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and you can ask you, you know, there's, there's, if you can say, you know, for me, what would be really helpful for me to be more successful in the role is if we had a, uh, if, if, uh, we had a, um, a monthly check-in, uh, just five minutes. And, uh, however, in, in, or in addition to that, if something comes up, my preference would be to know right away because then I can learn faster and, 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 and shift. Um, but being clear about that friend, cause you know, if your manager might have 10 different people that they're managing and they might not really know you yet. So be proactive. Absolutely. And giving feedback or receiving feedback from a fellow employee is a good thing. It is a healthy way to approach things. It's, it's how you learn uh, more learned people on the team or people that have just experienced something that you haven't. It's, it's a great thing if it's done in a healthy way, in a good collaborative team way. I agree. Key is healthy and collaborative. So, Greg, um, wrap up. Well, you know what? I think, first of all, feedback is really important. And feedback at, at begins uh, with, again, knowing your people, knowing what they do, and building a relationship of how you communicate and how you work together. And it is so critical because uh, uh, it helps people grow. 
it, it helps people know when they're doing things well and it builds and tightens relationship, which is all what you want to keep your best people, attract new people, and also to be aligned to deliver most effectively. Um, and, and yet it is something that we're either afraid of or we drop early on when things get busy. And it is your job as a manager, feedback is, is everything. And your job as an employee team member, feedback to each other is also really important to move forward. But really as a manager, it's a key, it's a key piece. And feedback for me is, is, is like creating the space of dialogue. Um, it's not necessarily telling them right, wrong, all this kind of stuff that might be part of it, but it's really creating that space that's so, so important. Yeah. So for me, there's two points. One, it was very impactful, uh, in our opening when you discussed how people were leaving because they were not getting any feedback. And I think you mentioned it was in the high tech field and, and, uh, I could see that in a bunch of other areas as well. And that to me really struck me, um, uh, today when you you said that. And the other thing is, I think it, you said a whole bunch of stuff and I totally agree with everything that you said there, Greg. But the thing that's you know, really important to me is know myself as the person giving the feedback and knowing myself as the person receiving the feedback and how I react to it and, and how important it is to know other people and respect them. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is about relationship building and getting the job done. So those are kind of the two things that struck me in our conversation today. The first one, it really hit me hard that, you know, people would leave because they're not getting feedback. And I've been in those situations where I was not getting any feedback, but I didn't really contemplate leaving for that reason. But that's very powerful. And I think if there's anybody listening to this that's a manager or a leader in an organization uh, and you're not in one of those um, kind of environments where feedback is a regular thing, uh, maybe, you know, it's something maybe you need to discuss, but, you know, I, as I said at the beginning, I have been in this contract positions, uh, a number of positions over the last, uh, you know, nine, 10 months. And, uh, I've been very happy that people reach out to me in a timely manner, say, Hey, this was good, or you could work on this, or this is what we're looking for and love it. Love it. It's been really, really good. And so I think this is a really important topic, uh, probably more than more important than I thought when we were writing this and, and talking about doing it. But uh, yeah, this has been a really good conversation, Greg. Yeah. One last thing I will add is that if you, anyone's listening, uh, you may have already heard this, but there's uh, there's some great tools and processes around what they call feed forward versus feedback. Because sometimes people say, well, feedback, that's just kind of telling, it's backwards thinking. Feed forward is really around um, providing insight, creating uh, awareness of things that can move you forward first towards success. So that might be the other thing that I would suggest that folks, it's just another way of giving quote feedback, but um, it's more driven of how do we how do we create awareness to create greater success moving forward? That's awesome, Greg. And I'm just looking at the analytics right here because we're coming to the end of another successful podcast. And I know that you have an appointment in a little bit. So um, number one, we hope that everything that we've talked about, you find helpful, that there's something in there that you find helpful. And we hope that we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you really angry. Uh, and just... I'd like to say how thankful we are for all the listeners that are dialing in to see us. And we're, we're seeing uh, some kind of really good numbers right now. Uh, it looks like a bunch of people are finding us and then downloading the whole catalog, 
which is great. So if at any time you need to talk to us or you want to talk to us about something or about what we're doing or whatever, it's talking.ranting at gmail.com. But uh, I'd like to do a bit of a, a, a shout out there, Greg, to Sanford in the US. I don't know where that is. It, I'm looking off my phone, so it doesn't have as much detail as the web as uh, my desktop would have. But uh, Sanford, welcome to the club. Welcome. So that means I'm going to have to Google it to find out where it is, but uh, it's all that, good. That is very good. That is very good. And you know what? I love the idea of downloading all of the topics because the topics are kind of clear. And what our hope is that um, these are good reference tools because if uh, sometimes the things we talk about aren't, aren't resonating with you right now or aren't happening with you right now as a manager. But if you look at it and you say, oh, oh yeah, this one's on uh, feedback. Oh, that's the time for me to do this or onboarding or, or uh, there's a number of different things. So what we've tried to do is put the titles such that you get it. It's, it's a particular um, uh, situation or problem that you're probably finding yourself in and having a quick listen just to ground yourself in a couple of tools and ideas that we've learned and shared our hope is that it's very practical for you and that you can apply them right away. And I just to remind everybody, we're not experts. We're just two guys that come from very different industries who have been around for quite a while, who sit down and talk things out. And this podcast is all about Greg and I talking about certain things and to encourage you to find those people to talk to and have good conversations. Because I found that when I became a manager, it was it was somewhat isolating, but I was just the way that the workplace that I worked was structured. There was always somebody around to talk to, and I had a bunch of really good people around me to help guide me and and make suggestions about what should or shouldn't be done. And uh, I can't, I couldn't believe out there that there's people out there that don't have anybody else to lean on. So this podcast isn't about us. You know, we're not experts. A lot of the stuff we're talking about, we uh, saw other people do. People suggested that we do it. We failed a fair bit, and so. Um, you know, I hope that you have a conversation with somebody that you have a management buddy or mentor or whatever it is, and that you're able to talk out some of these things because being a manager is a big job. And just because we're good at one thing and then they turn us into a manager to manage other people doing that big thing doesn't mean that we have all the skills and all the experience right away that we need to work on these things and, you know, fail a little bit, uh, follow some good examples and just talk a lot of this stuff out. Yeah, and one last thing I would suggest is, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks, and I remember doing this too, that would have book clubs where people would read a book and then discuss some things. And I know at least one group that I'm aware of that is taking the podcasts, three or four kind of sitting and listening to one and talking about it and saying, okay, how does that resonate with us here? What can we learn in our organization and our group to do things differently? So practically applying the insights and actually growing the knowledge because you folks have all kinds of others experiences that can add to it. And if there's things from those discussions that you're finding, send us an email saying, hey, new topic or new builds for that last one that we want to share with you. Maybe we'll have a learning from the field um podcast where we'll bring some folks in and interview them on hey we tried this and here's the what we learned so uh if that's you or if it's something you want to try try it and get back to us sounds good greg i think we need to close out with your philosophy again yeah you know the philosophy is learned earlier on in my coaching first coach taught me this and and i use this all the time both for myself and in my coaching sessions and in my uh culture work and that you know the best 
the best learning happens when you sense joy and or churn. Uh, when you're peeved off about something you've heard or someone's told you, or especially feedback, sometimes those are the things where you might be churning. But ask yourself, what can I learn in this moment? Uh, and, and, then and then let go of the rest. Uh, but our hope are in each of these uh, podcasts that you leave with a little bit of joy, things that you, yeah, I'm doing that. I, yeah, I, I'm making traction. And maybe a little bit of churn, which is, ooh, I didn't do that very well. Or I could learn that doing that a little bit better. And uh, so we hope a little bit of joy, a little bit of churn uh, that you walk away with some of that today. That's awesome, Greg. So uh, remember, people, uh, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.